ESPN 94.1 FM at 8:930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Thursday, April 16th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Coming up on the program, we'll hear in just a moment from the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, Tony Kemper. Three signees yesterday we'll have Tony break it all down for us. Also, we'll take your comments on social media. I'm I'm still trying to get you guys used to that. At Paul Swan on Twitter is the way to get a hold of me for this hour. You know what? We might open up the text machine next week. I'm thinking we're going to fire that up. So stay tuned. The text machine might be coming back, but Twitter, the best place to get a hold of me right now on social media. But we're going to talk to Tony here in just a few minutes, get his thoughts on his signees and, of course, the situation at hand. We've got some things to get into. Uh, I think we should probably start with potentially tomorrow's guest, the head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team, Michael Swan. He and his uh, press staff... That's Cody Lynn. His staff announcing the signing of a couple of players, uh, a couple of transfers from East Carolina University, uh, Catherine Gonzalez and Lauren Wheeler-Hollis. So he is bringing in some student athletes from East Carolina. We'll talk to him hopefully tomorrow. I'm just going to go ahead and say it's going to be a done deal. It's going to happen. He'll be the guest on the show tomorrow. Why would he not want to come on? I mean, after all, he's... I mean, he's, a, he's got the same last name. He's got the best last name you could possibly have for a coach, Swan. Already makes him one of the top coaches that I like to have on the program. So we'll talk to him coming up tomorrow. And um, football-wise, former Nebraska wide receiver Jaron Woodyard announcing on social media last night that he has committed to the Thundering Herd. So Jaron Woodyard former Nebraska wide receiver. Hopefully he will beef up the wide receiver position for the Thundering Herd. We'll talk more about him as the show progresses. Big story, of course. We continue on with everything that is going into where we're at today with the COVID-19 pandemic. And I think we're pretty much at the same spot. Still fluid, still trying to figure out what we're doing. Of course, you're every day seeing more and more from institutions on what they're doing. Some institutions are responding by saying we're going to honor spring sports scholarships. We're going to honor the student athletes that are coming back. We're going to have them back. Other schools pulling back and saying, no, we can't. We've talked about it briefly as far as what the group of five schools are looking to do, trying to get away from some of the restrictions or requirements, depending on your point of view, of being a Division One program, trying to look at ways to cut sports, maintain the athletic departments in entirety, or cutting back a few sports, trying to maintain the revenue sports and some of the key sports I hate to be on any athletic department's panel, committee, conference call, whatever the case may be, and trying to figure out where do you take away, what do you keep, who's going to be sent home pretty much as, sorry, thanks, we no longer offer that sport. 
I'd hate to have that conversation, but we're getting to that point right now. So hopefully Conference USA will be allowed to do some creative things to maybe help maintain athletic departments. Scheduling would help. I've been saying this for years. I think a lot of us have been saying this for years. I'd like to see a more geographically friendly schedule. I'd like to see the geography work for Conference USA. And it feels like it's two different leagues. And if that means half the league doesn't see the other half of the league, I'm completely okay with that. Just because I don't think Marshall should be traveling to Texas in majority of sports. Now, there's good competition in Conference USA for a lot of these sports, but what's the serve? I mean, what's it serve? That's the question. What does it serve? And I could be completely off base on this. Coaches might say, look, Paul, uh, we like having those cross-country rivalries. We like playing those teams. I think each sport will have its own different opinion. But I've always thought that the geography maybe has hurt Conference USA. I mean, there's talk maybe you don't have certain conference tournaments. Maybe you crown a regular season champion, and that's your champion. I don't think it would happen in basketball, but other sports, maybe you do away with the conference tournament. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but it would eliminate some travel and some extra expense. Maybe you don't award the tournament champion. You just award, here, you're the regular season champion. You've won. And then you go on to the NCAA. That's a that's a really strong possibility. As we try to figure out what we're doing here every day, we're trying to figure out where we're at. And the honest answer is we don't know. Still. I, mean, I was asked this question a couple of days ago, like, what do you talk about? Someone who doesn't get a chance to listen on a regular basis, a friend of mine, is like, what do you talk about? Well, this is it. This is where we're at. I mean, eventually we're going to get into the part of the program where I'm talking about my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. But until we get to that point, until we get to that point, we're going to try to keep you with all the sports we can. But that day is coming. I'm going to be honest and upfront with you. That day is coming. What is the best Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? If that's not a topic on this show here in the next couple of weeks, either I've got a lot of sports to talk about or I, I don't know if I'm here because it's going to happen either way. And then do we do which is better, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies or Sylvester Stallone movies? These are the things I'm trying to maybe avoid, but it's going to have to happen eventually. Just because, one, I think it might be fun, and two, you know, I'm trying to keep this show fun at the same time, informative. It's it's a mix. It really is. I try to stay fun. I try to stay informative. I try to stay on point. It's very hard sometimes. And let's be honest, every day is a different and difficult challenge for a lot of us. And I do understand that because I'm going through it right with you. So I want to thank Tony Kemper in advance for coming on the program. We're going to talk to him here in the next few minutes. And uh, we're going to try to resume this show as if nothing has happened. And we're just talking to Coach on a normal basis. Later on, we'll try to get your phone calls in, your comments, your questions, all of that on social media at Paul Swan. We'll go over some of the news of the day when we continue. But Tony Kemper coming up next here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Pretty busy day yesterday for Marshall Athletics, both on the men's side and the women's side. The women a little busier than the men. 
and to tell us about everything that is happening with Marshall women's basketball is the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, Tony Kemper, also the guy I go to when I need a pep talk. And let me tell you, Coach, uh, I need a pep talk right now. I, I, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is halftime or just the first quarter, and I feel like that I just got drilled. I don't know, but I need a specialty pep talk from you because you're probably one of the most positive coaches I've ever dealt with. Well, I think we're at. I think we're somewhere around halftime. I do, and I, I think uh, I don't know. If I've, I've been following enough to know. It seems like the maybe the powers that be are. We're trying to figure out a way to start playing professional sports again, and, and uh, it's going to look a lot different. It seems like, but I'm uh, I'm glad that I feel like it's it's swinging back towards some point this summer that we're probably going to get to watch a baseball game and, and different things like that. And it's been uh, it's been quiet for sure. I mean, sitting around my house and watching old reruns. Um, you know, now I, I I've watched the Super Bowl again. Watched my Chiefs win the Super Bowl. I've I went back and watched the Royals uh, win the. Uh, win the World Series a couple of years ago, so I'm I'm ready for the next round of uh of winners. So anyway, we'll I, I think we're hopefully we're turning the corner and um seems like uh you know sure, certainly appreciate all the medical people that are dealing with what they're dealing with now and um our country's pretty tough and it seems like it's been it's been that way. We've been uh I know that medical side of it's been working really hard to to get this thing and it seems like uh hopefully we continue to hear some positive news about that kind of stuff as a coach of young women what do you need to see what do you need to know or what has to happen for you to be comfortable and confident that you can take your team out on the court now fortunate for you we've got several months before we have to get to any of those decisions so there's time and hopefully with time we've got a better plan but if we get to that point where there's a possibility of you having a season, what's going to have to happen for you to be comfortable and confident that, all right, my team and I and my staff, we're going to be in good shape? Yeah, well, I mean, that's a great question. And uh, there's there's a lot of layers to the answer to that. I mean, I think, first of all, one of the things you said in there, I mean, time is, I mean, 10 days feels like a year right now, you know, a, a week and things and you just go back to the way that our season ended. I mean, it, it from, uh, you know, I guess um, I got a call from the administration when we were on our last road trip, so we were in Florida. Um, so this is prior to the conference tournament that, um, you know, Marshall, the, the higher-level people at Marshall were getting worried about COVID. And at that time, I mean, it, it was not really on anyone's radar. I mean, I don't think it was even really over here in a – form that we had found it and stuff and you know so you do that you take that phone call and then you fast forward a week and they pull us off the floor as we're getting ready to go take on rice you know in the second round of the tournament and just over the course of that week things move so fast and i think that uh you're obviously seeing that right now too so you are correct my sport and i'm lucky um you know we've had a lot of sports baseball softball that have been majorly affected and the student athletes feel for them um, but we do have time to work through this for a whip for women's basketball and, and men's basketball and I guess winter sports and things like that. And I, I, there is a lot of time and water under the bridge um, as far as how to maybe make it happen and how to feel comfortable about it. Um, you know, I, I think that generally um, 
people want to play, you know, and, and maybe not right now, but I think our, our, uh, our girls are going to want to get out there and be competitive again and, and do the things it needs to do. And, um, you know, I think we're going to get some, we're definitely going to get some direction by people that are well above me on what is safe and what is not safe. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll listen to them and we'll do the things that we're supposed to do, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm bullish on, um, the fact that we've, we've tackled a lot of things as a country and, um, like this before. And I'm sure, uh, I know, I know they're getting they're They're working really hard vaccines and different things like that about trying to, trying to solve it and, and find ways around it and, and ways to get us all back to work. Marshall women's basketball coach, Tony Kemper joining us on the program. What has, what have you heard or what do you know as far as with the group of five coalition together trying to find ways to get relief from the NCAA, be it scheduling, how many games. I know Conference USA, before any of this really started to happen, looking for ways to maybe improve cost in Conference USA. That could include maybe how the schedule is handled. What are you hearing, and what would you like to see? Yeah, I mean, so – I guess we'll start with what what I'm hearing, and and I've heard the same as kind of what came out on Twitter yesterday that we're looking for basketball. We're looking into like divisional playing basketball um, to cut down on the travel, and I, I think that is a I think that is a definite possibility. What that looks like at the end of it, um, you know, I'm not exactly sure, but I, I think that they're de- they definitely are going to try to mitigate some costs um, with travel and our, our travel costs are significant in conference USA. And I think, um, you know, M- Marshall's always been smart with our money. Um, and so we've always placed a premium on, uh, you know, regional based rivalries and travel and things like that. And I think that will become more important going forward. Um, you know, so I think, I think there's that, um, as far as, you know, I think what it, what it's really going to look like, nobody really knows yet based on the fact that we haven't, we haven't started back with anything yet. So, I mean, obviously the longer that we go and we're not doing anything, the harder that it gets for everybody as far as budgetarily and different things like that. So, um, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of conversations going on and, um, you know, I'm I'm not at that table as far as how I'm going to do. Um, you know, women's basketball. Marshall's going to do our part to to uh, to keep this thing going here and do what we need to do to be very competitive in Conference USA and also help um, fix any holes that we've got to got to help fill. Um, we'll we'll do what we can to help and um, you know get a lot of support from the administration and that's coming back from us too. You know. What, what do we need to do to to help uh, help all this? So, I, you know, I think the overall answer is is the uh, you know going to uh, more regional based scheduling within within our league. And I, I I think looking at the landscape, I'm supportive of that. You know, I know in women's basketball that that's not an easy task. A lot of the a lot of the best teams in our league are right here close. You know, Western Kentucky's tremendous. Um, Middle Tennessee's very good. Old Dominion was second in our league, just lost their coach to Mississippi State the other day, but they're going to get somebody in there. Um, you know, they've got a lot of players coming back. That's going to be a heck of a job, and they're going to get another coach in there that's very, very good. Um, you know, Charlotte, old, or UAB has been very good too. So, um, 
you know, I, I know that in, in our sport, going to regional base travel, we, we better get ready because um, there's a ton of really good teams that are close to us. But I think that's where it's probably going. And we've uh, we've got to figure out how to be extremely competitive in, in whatever the new model looks like when it comes out. Could we even see a schedule where you're not traveling to any of the teams in the West? You're not going to Rice. You might see them in a tournament situation if conference decides to have a tournament because I know that's been put up. Everything seems to be on the table right now, and I would love to see more of a regional schedule for you than seeing your team having to go to play Rice, and I'm just using them as an example, or UTSA because the travel seems to be so prohibitive these days. I'd rather see Marshall have more resources and more of a regional schedule. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that I don't see us not playing the West at all. I mean, I think that's hard in basketball, um, you know, because I, I guess you'd turn around and you would be playing these close teams like three times in a year if we were going to do it that way. Or you'd have such a big non-conference schedule. And, you know, in basketball, non-conference scheduling has actually swung the other way. The Power Five leagues are playing more games, so there's less opportunities to play. Um you know, so I think like, for example, I think the Big Ten's at 20 non-conference games right now, or 20 conference games. So that leaves, in women's basketball, that leaves nine opportunities to schedule like a Big Ten team. So they just simply don't have that many openings anymore for games. And I think the landscape of it is moving that way. So I think in basketball, we're always going to see, um, we're going to have to play um those teams on the western side at least once a year probably um or at least i think that's what they're talking about right now and i i think because of how many games we do have to play in conference play i, I see it that probably continuing so something along the lines of twice on our side and once on the other side so half the games in the west would be up there half would be back here in huntington i think is is probably the way we're going um you know and i, I think that makes sense for basketball based on how many just how many the sheer number of games that we've got to get to. I think, I do think that happens like in football um, and maybe even in conference USA, there's a couple teams out West that we haven't played for a long time. And um, I just think that that sport is different in terms of how many games they got to get. You know, we, we got to get up around 18 or 20. And um, I think to do that and not play the same team three times or four times or something like that, you're going to have to play some of those out West. Marshall women's basketball coach Tony Kemper joining us on the program. Before we talk about some of your signings and the the good stuff that has been happening for you, what are you doing as a coach to keep connected with your team? I know the NCAA allows certain activities or certain interactions. How are you handling this new reality? Because you can't be with your team. You can't really interact with them how you normally would at this time of year. You got to do everything by FaceTime, Zoom, video, however you're yeah. communicating. It's a, it's a new landscape. Well, I didn't know what Zoom was until about three weeks ago, and we use it a lot now. Be it um, you know recruiting, and we're getting ready to talk about the signees that we just we just signed, and so we've done a lot of Zoom recruiting. Um, you know, we do that. We we don't uh, we kind of talk to our team individually, and then we Zoom meet about once a week just to make sure everybody's uh, you know pulling the right way in the, in the classroom and stuff. You know, we, 
we're fortunate in that this time of year is usually a pretty, it's a downtime for us. Um, you know, if you go back through our season, our, our typical season, we've, we started sometime in August and, and I say this a lot, um, you know, college basketball is a really long year and you don't have, you have a, you don't have a break for Thanksgiving. So our, our student athletes don't go home for a week over Thanksgiving. Uh, Christmas is four days long, you know, so we have been together since August. We've been battling and traveling. And, um, so we use a lot of times we use this time of the year for recovery and then they're getting back acclimated to classes that maybe they've missed because of travel and different things like that. And, um, so we're fortunate in that we don't typically um, require, there's not a lot of basketball activities and things like that. We're getting off of them and trying to get their body recovered. And About right now, we would typically be coming back in the weight room um, and maybe a little bit of skill work, but for the most part, they're they're trying to get, get good grades, which they do a good job of that. So, um, you know, that's, that's really where our focus has been. The NCAA doesn't allow us to, like, video workouts, and we can't do it with them. And that's probably good. I mean, I think that this has been such a difficult thing that I think some blanket um, rules that, um, you know, level the playing field in terms of uh, making sure kids are okay and they're focused on the right stuff, I think has been smart by the NCAA. So basically we're, we're doing academic stuff. We've sent some little workout stuff that they could do, but a lot of them aren't in a place where they have a hoop. Um, you know, they don't have weights and things like that. So you got to be as clever as you can, but, um, you know, we're, we're just now getting them back around and moving a little bit. Um, you know, we typically would be getting ready for summer, um, you know, after a little break here. Marshall women's basketball coach Tony Kemper joining us on the program. Of course, yesterday, as we mentioned, good day for you. You add three new members to the team. I'm not even going to attempt one of the names, so you're going to have to help me okay. out here. Um, I can say Ariana Redmond. I can say that easily. Yep. I can say Kennedy okay. Colclaw easily. Yeah, you should be good at saying Kennedy Colclaw because she's got a little bit of a connection back here to Marshall. Yeah, I can say that. I cannot okay. say your five foot eight guard's name. Uh, I can say Mitrick, <laughs> maybe her last name. I want to ca- say uh, Kasinja. Kasinja. Kasin- uh, no J's. No J's over there. So it's Kasinia. Kasinia. Mitrich. Kasinia Mitrich. Okay, Kasinia yep. Mitrich. All right. Um, she's a player, too. She's, she's good. Well, let's, so we're, we're excited about all of them. Um, but you, you got the first two right. Ariana Redmond from up, up the road at Columbus, uh, Pickerington Central High School. Uh, which that's a that's one of the best high schools in the country. Um, they uh, they have a tremendous team, and she was a great senior leader this year for them. Um, and then I'll talk about Ksenia first. Um, Ksenia's from Bosnia. Uh, you know, Coach Coach Lazar Malinkovic was very instrumental in getting her over here. She, uh, you know, inter- interestingly enough, she's she's fairly familiar with the two uh, guys on the men's team from over that way. Um, and, uh, you know, so she is from Bosnia, like I said, plays on their national team, uh, plays club ball in Slovenia. Uh, she can score it. Um, she's, she's a pretty crafty little guard, shoots it really well. Uh, you know, but she's, I say little, she's really not that little. She's 5'8", got a, got a strong frame and good athlete. And she's been, you know, one thing that they get to do over there that's unique to here is she's been playing against older 
really professionals over there. She's not a professional, but a lot of their leagues may have a couple um, older players that have already been through college that are getting paid to play in their club leagues. So she's had some unique experiences in those those manners. So she's ready to come and ho- you know hopefully step on the floor right away. And then um, you know I was talking about Kennedy Colclaw. Um, Kennedy was born in Huntington. Her dad, uh, Laverne Colclaw, was a great wide receiver. Um, people tell me, you know, I, I believe he played in the Moss years here. Um, and she was down at Stetson and had a, had a nice career down at Stetson, and she's a grad transfer, so she'll have one year left to play for us. Six-foot, good athlete, um, has been uh, very, very productive down there, started a lot of games, played in a lot of key moments. and She'll, she'll be uh, – I'm excited about her because of her experience and you know we we needed to remake our interior a little bit and uh, we had mahogany matthews sitting out who was a transfer from Ole miss last year she'll be coming um eligible now and then you know we had kennedy in there who's you know you look at some of kennedy's past games i think you know i think she had a double double against tennessee a couple years ago she had like 24 and 13 in a win at florida for stetson um, two years ago, so she has played in, in on a very good in a very good program, and she's played at a very high level. So we anticipate her being able to walk in right away and and really make an impact from a leadership and an energy and an experience experience factor. Was it deliberate the way you went after this to try to maybe balance it out between experience, youth, somewhere in between all of that? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, Kennedy provided a unique opportunity for us. We haven't had a grad transfer yet, and uh, you know, so she's our first one. And uh, you know, the bottom line is, you go after the best players you can, and you don't really worry about um, you know what class they're going to be, and you just want people that you feel like can step in here and, and make an impact. And um, you know, once we, I guess, got to talking to Kennedy, we we, we were unaware of her connection. Um, until really we started the recruiting process, and you know you kind of see her come across the the uh, the wire, so to speak, and um, we just kind of thought she was a, a pretty darn good player from Florida, and and you know she picks up the phone and it's like hey, I'm in Charleston, West Virginia, and you're just kind of like, what are you doing in Charleston, West Virginia? And uh, you know she gets she gets into her story, and um, you know come to find out that. You know, she's, we're, we're going to give her a chance to come home. And her mom lives in Charleston right now. So, um, you know, she's going to get to play in front of a lot of a family that maybe hasn't seen her very much. But, um, yeah, once we saw her on, available and talked to her a little bit about, you know, you learn personality and whether you think they're going to fit. And I think she's going to be great at that, that kind of stuff. And I love watching her film. She plays with a lot of energy, runs the floor hard, plays hard. Um you know, smart basketball player. When you can add those things and the experience on top of it, um, you know, especially when you look at, um, you know, we we need to make some strides on the inside, and I think our players are getting better in there. But but we need a little bit of influx of somebody that's been around the block a little bit, and um, I'm I'm excited that Kennedy can provide that. Tony Kemper is our guest, Marshall women's basketball team, announcing three signees yesterday. So are you done? You got anything else you you, you might be pulling out of your, your bag of tricks here soon? Or, you know, three pretty good right now for you? Well, I think we're done, you know. But I, I, we have uh, 
it's possible, I guess, to add someone else. But right now, we don't have plans to do that. And uh, you know, I'm I'm excited about the group that we do have. I think um, you know when you look at some of the returners coming back, and uh, you know, I can cite three pretty quickly. You know, Taylor Pearson will be a senior. She had a great year this year. Um, you know, Kristen Mayo is, it will be a senior next year. She's she's had three good years. Um, and then, you know, Savannah Wheeler, who was all, on our all-freshman team, she led us in scoring. Um, you know, those three were our three leading scorers. They're all back, and you try to add pieces around them. And I think that I think we've had a, talent, a talented group. We've got to get together. We've got to get on the same page. Uh, we've got to get to playing really hard. And, you know, hopefully we have a, a good enough balance of returning talent and, and some new ones coming in. You know, I haven't talked about, we signed CeCe Mays early. Uh, she's a guard from Florida, which you won't really see her out, um, you know, on this this release because we signed her in the November signing period. But, you know, she's a strong guard that's got a ton of energy, loves to play, um, physical and athletic. And, um, you know, so I, I think that that group of four total um, can come in, and I think they're physically mature. I think they're mentally pretty mature too, and um, you know we can put them in there with the group that's coming back, and um, you know hopefully stir it up, and we come out the other end a, a better basketball team than we we we, uh, we were this year. Tony Kemper, my guest, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, with all these signings. Was it difficult toward the end with the quarantine we're all under and everything that's going on? Was it difficult toward the end, or was this pretty much everybody was virtually a done deal and you really didn't have to uh, get creative in the final month of recruiting or trying to get these uh, ladies on board? Yeah, well, you know, we actually had Ariana. Ariana came uh, on an official visit right in the middle of the year uh, because, you know, she was right up the road, so she she came down – um, I believe in February and she committed shortly after she went home, slept on it a couple nights and said she wanted to be a part of it. And then, uh, we had Ksenia over at the end of February as well. And, and, uh, so her and her father, which it's a, that's the first, um, official visit we've done with a foreign player and, um, you know, just the, what a trip that is for them. They basically, the NCAA doesn't allow you to stay over here past your basically your 48-hour window so you kind of travel for two days stay for two days and travel back two days you know I mean, that's a whirlwind that's a tough trip for them and um they had a great time and and uh you know she committed very quickly after returning home so we had two of these three done and then after the season you know kennedy obviously stetson played out their year we're, we played our out our year um and uh we knew we needed at least one inside and we might've taken two had we not gotten someone like Kennedy. But, um, you know, I, I felt like once we got Kennedy that she's ready to come in here and, and really help us from day one. And so, so yeah, we, we basically worked on one, um, and, and, uh, the other two were done and, and excited to be here sometime in February. Tony Kemper, Marshall women's basketball coach. Thanks for uh, helping me on this uh, quarantine edition once again. It's um, saving my bacon. It's tough. It's tough doing this show. I mean, I'm glad you announced things. I mean, come come back next week. Announce something else. That would be super helpful. Well, we hey, we, I can uh, I can come on and talk anytime. We can talk about uh, about other things. And I know it it probably is that way. It's difficult to talk. There's no, there's no, no sports going on, you know, and and. Uh, 
it's just crazy. It's unprecedented times, and hopefully we get over the hump here and we don't have to deal with this again. But I, I can imagine that uh, filling up hours, talking about sports that aren't going on, is not easy this time of year. But um, hang in there, and everybody else hang in there. And I'm, I'm excited for Marshall sports when they do return. And I think that, uh, you know, I know that we're in the recruiting process with the three we just signed and with new ones coming in and the one thing I talk about all the time with them is how special this place is. And I know that as soon as we get the word that, that it's safe to go back, I know our, our student athletes are going to be excited to put on the green. And I know that our fans are going to come back and be excited to support us. So we appreciate that. Um, stay safe in the meantime, and we'll, we'll see you on the other side. Excellent. You know what? We made it through this, uh, again, not talking about anything like Tiger King on Netflix or my favorite Schwarzenegger <laughs> movie. I mean, I'm trying to avoid these topics, but it's going to happen eventually. I have a, a feeling. Yeah, Tiger King. I'm not sure about that. You probably should avoid that. But that's that's a crazy one. I've watched it. I'm not, I'm not sure. That, that, it's quite a business. It's quite a business. I haven't watched it, and I'm going to try to keep that record intact. <laughs> <laughs> just go back through the Schwarzenegger movies. There you that's, go. That's fine. Just go- cycle right back through them. Coach, good talking to you. We'll do it again soon. Appreciate it. See you, Paul. That's Tony Kemper, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday, April 16th edition. The Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. One of the big stories we really haven't touched on today, the PGA Tour releasing their updated schedule for the remainder of the 2020 season. And a military tribute at the Greenbrier has been canceled. It was scheduled to be played annually through 2026. Not going to return to the PGA Tour calendar. The tournament cited the move to the fall. It's one of the reasons that uh, the event really just didn't pick up, didn't draw fans. It was scheduled correctly, I thought, middle of summer. I thought it was a perfect time for it. And originally... It had a big splash to it. You had some major musical performances tied into it. There was more of an event feel to it. And so a lot of people would go for the concerts. Oh, by the way, hey, we're going to check out the golf as well. And unfortunately, it just fizzled out a little bit. And now I think the schedule move really hurt it. And it's not coming back anytime soon, at least... It's not coming back uh, through 2026. Now, if there's any opportunities in the future, I don't know. But it was a grand experiment. It was really a grand experiment. And I thought it brought something to the state of West Virginia because, let's be honest, the Greenbrier is a great golf course. I mean, there's no questioning that the Greenbrier is a major golf course. Unfortunately, not going to be on the PGA Tour calendar. Hopefully something in the future can be worked out. I just thought the uh, schedule killed it middle of the summer was good but now you you go to fall and you're competing with at the time you're competing with college college athletics college football you're not really putting your event in the best position to be successful because if you're going to ask me 
what event are you going to go to, golf or maybe college football? I'm taking college football. That's just me. I'm not a golf person as much as a college football fan. So I'm taking football. And I think a lot of people were taking football. And just the whole event feel to it sort of became more and more diminished, unfortunately. Everybody, hopefully, walked away feeling good about the deal and the agreement. Maybe something down the line can happen and maybe it can come back. But I think you got to rethink it. you got to rethink it, make it successful, figure out what worked, what can make it work. Don't do it in the fall, whatever the case may be. Do not do a fall event. You got to stay away from football. That's the thing. And I know it's very hard. There are events that cross over with each other. But I don't think in the state of West Virginia you're going to be able to draw a fall golf event the way you hoped, especially with other things to compete against. And you lose that feeling of this is really an event. I mean, it was just another golf tournament. It felt like an event initially because there was a big push to make it feel like an event, and then that started to go away. So PGA Tour event, not coming, not going to return at least through the scheduled contract date of 2026. Anything after that, who knows? Something might come up in the future. I can't say, but for the moment, no PGA Tour in the state of West Virginia. Okay, we're going to wrap it up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines. So what is the best Schwarzenegger movie? I told you we're going to eventually go to that topic. What's the best Schwarzenegger movie? Is it Terminator? Is it Predator? I mean, that's a good one. Eraser, is that the best Schwarzenegger movie? Or could it be Commando? What about Commando? That's a good one. I think Commando is better than Rambo, to be honest. So it could be Commando. It could be Conan the Barbarian. Not Conan the Destroyer, though. No, not Conan the Destroyer. But it could be. How about a Red Heat? Remember Red Heat? Or is it Terminator 2? Judgment Day. You remember that one? Of course you remember that one. It's a classic. That's one of the greatest films of all time, right? Terminator 2? James Cameron? It's, it's, it's sort of like artwork on film. It is a piece of art. Talk about it amongst yourselves. Come back with an answer for me. Uh, I'm going to say definitely Predator's got to be up there. Uh, Commando's my dark horse, because I think that's better than Rambo. And yes, I said it, Commando, Schwarzenegger over Rambo and Stallone any day. And that's going to do it for this edition of the program. Thanks for tuning in. Back tomorrow, we'll do it all over again here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.